Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today, Lindsay, we have another listener request. And this listener's name is Debbie, and she's actually going to be going to this location in a month. So I'm really hoping, Debbie, that you're going to give us an update because this is a pretty cool location. And I feel like she has a good chance to like experience something here. That's awesome. Yeah, she reached out and asked if we had covered this place yet, and we had not, um, but it's definitely a Midwestern kind of notorious location. So it was it was on our list. So it kind of pushed it towards the top of the list so she could get the info before she goes. Yes, absolutely. And like I said, this is a, a pretty famous place, actually. It's ranked one of the top 10 most haunted places in America by multiple publications and when we get into what you can experience when you actually get there they embrace their ghosts and they have some cool things that you can do this is your haunted holiday at the lemp mansion in st louis missouri All right, Lisa, before we get started, let me do a special shout out to our latest Patreon member, Selena. Selena, thank you so much. She actually signed up for the Haunted Extended Stay, which offers her an extra episode every single month uh, where we cover different topics. Last month, we covered The Mothman, which was very creepy. A lot of information I was unfamiliar with. It's a good one. <laughs> so Selena, I hope that you enjoy the new content. We really appreciate you supporting the show. It really does. We say this all the time, but it really does make a big difference in keeping the show going. Thank you so much, Selena. And let's go ahead and get into our listener request about the Lemp Mansion. I mean, this place has a ton of history and also really horrible tragedies. So just as a disclaimer, there are a lot of suicides that are tied to this location. So if that is something that is triggering for you, I totally understand, but that's really where the tragedy is gonna come from and, and not just one. So there is quite a lot here. The Lemp family came to the United States in 1838 when a man named Adam Lemp came here from Germany to St. Louis, Missouri. And he was a businessman and he started a small grocery store, which eventually turned into a brewery where they would brew lagers from Germany and different types of beer. And it grew in popularity and the actual original brewery, Lindsay, is right by where the Gateway Arch stands today. Oh, really? Is there still a brewery there or has it been like evolved over the years? No, it has evolved over the years and I'll talk about kind of where the brewery is today, but he continued to grow the business. And the other thing that they did is in order to refrigerate all of these, you know, beers that they were selling to the public, there was caves kind of nearby that they would use for refrigeration and they would do a lot of their brewing in the actual caves themselves. Eventually, Adam died and his son, William, decided he was going to take over the business and he actually 
grew it pretty massively to the point where it actually became the first beer distributor to distribute beer coast to coast in the United States. Wow. So this guy didn't start like Bush or Bud Light, but I mean, he sounds like one of the big major U.S. companies to to really get going. He was. And in fact, he actually consulted with a lot of those big companies that we know today that you Mm. mentioned where he knew the people that were trying to run those businesses and kind of worked with them a bit to get them off the ground as well. So although this particular brewery is not as well known today, I mean, it was really a massive, massive operation. And, you know, as as refrigeration grew more common with new technology, they actually repurposed the caves a little bit. They used them as offices, but they also put a swimming pool in there, a bowling alley in these caves, and would throw lots of parties. I was just gonna say like, what the heck? Are you kidding me? (laughs) When you said they put offices in the caves, I was thinking, that sounds awful. And then you said that they built a swimming pool in the caves. And then I thought, well, this sounds great. It sounds awesome. I, I, I'm jealous of this cave situation that they got going. This cave situation sounds like it's got all kinds of potential. But I mean, they're rich, right? And we've talked about rich people in the past, but these people are like super rich back in the day. So like party cave, that's like a new level of rich that I don't know that we've ever explored. Yeah. I mean, how do you even own this? Does he even own the cave or is he just like, I found this cave. It's out there in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) I'm going to build a pool in it, put my office in it. I mean, I don't know. I'm speculating here. (laughs) The whole concept is funny to me. But I, I think they owned the cave. Now, the house itself, what is known today as Lemp Mansion, was actually built in 1868. And it was built by William Lemp's father-in-law. And in 1876, William actually purchased the house where his family could live in. But then they also used it as like corporate offices. And so he worked out of the house a lot. But he really wanted to take advantage of that party cave. And so not only did he purchase the house, but he built tunnels from the basement of the home directly to the caves. Oh, my gosh. So the house was pretty close to the caves. It must have been on their property. Like, I imagine they had like a big plot of land or something like that. Yes, it's it was close to the this caves, helps so. explain some of this to me. I appreciate the insight. <laughs> but but no, that sounds kind of cool. I mean, yeah, it does sound awesome. But this is when tragedy really starts to strike this family. So William's really built up this business. His son, Frederick, actually died of heart failure in his early 20s. And then his best friend, whose name was Pabst, I'm wondering if it's related to the beer company. Hmm. It probably is because he was friends with a lot of those people died as well not long after that and as a result you know William was said to never have been the same like he became a recluse he wasn't seen in public very often and he unfortunately in 1904 actually shot himself in the home wow that's that is super tragic I think losing people like that so quickly especially losing I think a child 
would be very, very difficult. Agreed. Yes. So our first tragedy takes place there. As a result of William's death, his son, William Jr., took over the business. And he had a wife who was really known as like his trophy wife. He would, just to give you an idea of, of their wealth at the time, I mean, this is the early 1900s, he would give his wife $1,000 a day and say, you're required to spend this. And if you don't spend this, then you won't get any more money. Well, that's, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, first off. But I mean, I mean, kind of great. I, I think I could make that happen if somebody wanted to budget something like that even for me today. I'm, Holy cow. I'm confident I could make it happen if I was forced. But unfortunately, it wasn't a great relationship that they had. They actually kind of tired of each other. They did end up ultimately getting a divorce, which was on the front page of all the newspapers in St. Louis. But the big thing is William Jr. really took advantage of this cave and he would throw big lavish parties in there and the swimming pool, the bowling alley with all the beer that they had. And not only were they partying, but he would actually bring prostitutes in for himself and for his buddies that were at this party. And supposedly, this is a bit of legend, but I I do think there is a real possibility that this is true. He actually had a son with another woman that was kind of his illegitimate child. We believe that his name may have been Zeke. This son actually had Down syndrome, and they were embarrassed by this child because it was illegitimate. It had Down syndrome. They put this child in the attic and made him stay there by himself, which is just... Can you imagine treating somebody like that? I mean, that is tragic just in itself. Gosh, I mean, anyone... I imagine that attic might be haunted. I mean, even the energy there could be impacted based on the sadness and abuse that that took place just by leaving him unattended up there. Right. And just loneliness. Right. And, you know, the reason I say there could be some truth to this, because this rumor had been prevalent for years and years. Some of the nannies and chauffeurs that were working for the Lemp family over the years were interviewed and they confirmed yes there was a child that was considered illegitimate living in the attic there so i wonder what happened to the mother like i guess probably paid off or we don't know because it's really legend it's hard to confirm obviously there's really no real true records of this now of course what happened in the 1920s is prohibition began and the business was declining a bit already because William Lemp Jr. was already really not focused on the business too much so it was sliding and prohibition is really what ended up taking it down completely so that is the end of the Lemp brewery itself that dang prohibition I mean they could have maybe reached out to good old Al Capone we could have made a connection there, but unfortunately, it's the end and of the business. He probably would have loved the party cave, I'm sure. Oh my gosh, he would have. <laughs> so not long after, you know, the brewery was kind of sliding down and it and it closed, there was some additional tragedies that took place in this family. In 1920, Elsa, William Jr.'s sister, 
actually shot herself at her own house so this was not in the the lemp mansion itself although i'm sure this was her childhood home and and she spent a good portion of her life here not long after that in 1922 william jr shot himself in the heart in the house itself on the main level so that seems a little bit odd you know like uh shooting yourself in the heart seems strange to me it does seem strange but also his sister shot herself and his dad william senior shot himself in the same house in kind of the same area of the home too it's just uh, really horrible hmm. In 1943, William III, so the junior son, they really like this name, William. They're going straight down the line. He actually died of a heart attack in the home as well. Mm -hmm. And then once he passed in 1943, the brother of William III actually moved into the house. He remodeled it, was living in the mansion. And they actually believe that Zeke, the Ill illegitimate child of William Jr., was actually living here with Charles at the time. And he passed away, they believe, in his 30s in the house. There is a grave that they think may belong to him at the family plot that is just marked Lemp with no further information. Um, but not long after Zeke passed away, Charles actually fell into a depression, which seems to be, you know, something that this family is really struggling with. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it seems to me something that is really a consistent part of the Lemp family history. And he actually shot his Doberman Pinscher first in the basement of the house, then proceeded to go upstairs and shot himself and wow. passed away. Really horrible. I mean, this is like just a complete story full of tragedy and just clearly depression must be a, a, a big part of their lives, unfortunately. Yes, absolutely. And with that, that was really the end of the Lemp family. I think there was one other brother that was not living at the mansion and, and passed away separately, but that was the end of the Lemp family line in the United States. And the house itself was at that point repurchased and turned into a boarding house so people could rent it. My understanding is it was deteriorating. There wasn't a lot of upkeep being done to the house. But in 1975, it was saved by the Pointer family, and they decided to renovate it, turn it into a restaurant and inn, which is what it is today. And it is a pretty cool haunted spot. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. 
Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine-tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part. My services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. So let's talk about what Debbie should expect when she has a nice stay at the Lemp Mansion and what she needs to look for. So the hauntings actually really started back in the 40s, 50s when this was a boarding house. They actually had trouble getting tenants because the rumors around this place and the different hauntings of the people that they say passed away here just caused people to not want to rent a, a room, which I mean, I kind of understand. It's a lot of death and tragedy. I mean, think about any house that's been around for a while. It's going to have maybe a death or so, right? Like, guess what, guys? We all die in the end. That's just a morbid fact. So, I mean, you're going to have death in homes, but this is a lot of death and tragedy. I mean, much more than we even usually hear at some of these kinds of places. Oh, definitely. Some of the things that you're you're going to hear, what was initially reported in the boarding house still happening today is the sounds of knocking that don't make any sense, as well as footsteps people complained about a lot. When they actually started renovating the property, they also had people that were working there um, in construction that would suddenly quit the job because something would freak them out. They would find tools had gone missing and they're hearing strange noises and it just creeped people out too much to to stay on the job today this is a like i said like a restaurant and a hotel or inn and there is a lot of activity that is reported here so a lot of people have the feeling of being watched they feel like it is one of the williams that is potentially you know watching over the house and maybe staring at you which is a really creepy thought there's also at the bar glasses will lift off the bar itself and they say kind of like fly through the air doors will lock and unlock themselves lights are going to be flipped on and off and there's also a piano at the house and that will suddenly play when nobody is even near it i love that I love a, uh, a musician spirit in the house. That's great. Yes. And I just want to know what kind of music are they playing? I'd be I very know, right? curious. So this would be good, good evidence to catch. Absolutely. Yes. The other play, this is a really interesting story to me. So some people have reported when they are staying in seniors room, which gosh, it may be where Debbie's staying. I, I can't remember which room uh, she said she was staying in in her email. But what people will hear is the sound of running up the stairs and then like kicking 
at the door. Mm -hmm. And why this is interesting is because they say this is where William Sr. shot himself. And Junior was said to have done that when he heard the gunshot. He ran up the stairs, but the door was locked. And so Mm -hmm. he's kicking at the door trying to get into his father. And they think that that may be repeating itself. Oh, that is so creepy. Yes, very creepy. So keep an ear out for that while you are staying there. The other thing that you want to look for is apparitions. So we have, I would say like, I don't know what we would call this. This isn't technically a creeper ghost, but it's definitely creepy and honestly kind of crossing the line. So in the the downstairs, there's a restaurant and there's also a downstairs women's restroom for people to be able to use and there's stalls in there well apparently this was an area that William Sr. was in quite a bit at the house and now it's been turned into a restroom and people will say that while they're going to the bathroom they will see a man peek over the stall at them Yes, that would freak me out just in general, like, especially if you were thinking maybe someone was in there with you, it would it would just freak me out would be a surprise. It would be a surprise. Absolutely not a good one. I mean, obviously, the bathroom stalls weren't there when he lived there. So this would be an intelligent ghost. I think those stalls. I think so. Like looking at women while they're using the restroom i mean that's disturbing we got to come up with a a term for this kind of ghost because this is actually not new we've had this at other locations i would call it because you know we call the ghosts that stare at you when you wake up in the middle of the night a creeper we could call it a stalker stalker i like that so this is a stalker ghost that we have in the women's restroom there is a specific story around this so multiple people have experienced this there was one woman who was actually hanging out at the bar with two guy friends got up used the bathroom sees this dude peeking over the stall assumed it was one of these guy friends really crossing the line you know if you ask me i'd be mad like if i thought it was a real person in there i would not be happy well she was not so she exits the bathroom goes out to the bar and is like did you guys get an eyeful like what is your problem i can't believe you would go in there and do that and they were like we don't know what you are talking about we did not do any peeking over any stalls And the bartender actually confirmed this story and said, no, they've been sitting here the entire time. And then she found out there's a ghost that likes to do that. Well, let's hope it was a ghost and like somebody wasn't lying. And and, because she sounded pretty certain, right? I mean, hate to say it, but sometimes there's a reasonable explanation that is not paranormal with these things. I'm gonna I'm gonna trust that this was a ghost. I'm hoping as well. Yeah, for for the best, right? Let's hope. Yes. The other ghost that you are gonna want to look for is Zeke, uh, the illegitimate child of William Jr. And he is actually seen, if you remember, he was held in the attic of the home. 
there are kind of these small windows on the top floor if you're looking at the the front of the building and you can see his face sometimes looking out those windows at the street apparently he really likes to kind of people watch and that keeps him very occupied i will say i do think that this is an intelligent haunting he is known to play with toys a lot of times people will bring toys into the attic maybe place them in a specific order they go back later and those toys have been moved so it would be really interesting to have a camera set there on these toys or even use that dog light up uh, device Mm -hmm. that we have as well I wonder what type of activity would get it seems to be a lot around toys in particular seems to be very attracted to them there's one story of a woman setting a teddy bear down on the staircase and she thought she saw something out of the corner of eye and she looks over and the teddy bear was in the air kind of swaying back and forth almost as if a child was playing with it how amazing like that sounds promising to potentially get some evidence there yes so bring a few toys to try to get zeke out and and play a little bit but he does seem to be quite shy so you know you want to make sure that you're very nice uh, to this individual apparition to try to get him to come out now there are a few locations all of the rooms are haunted there are some that are more haunted than others specifically seniors room but there's also a few places in the hotel itself that they say are there's a lot of activity that surrounds one of those is the staircase The other is the attic, where we think Zeke was, a lot of activity around that. And then another place I thought was interesting that's in the basement that the staff has coined the Gates of Hell. (laughs) There's always some sort of special term, you know, for a certain part of these places. You know, I noticed that seems to be a trend. Yes, and the gates of hell were really like kind of gates because this is where the entryway was to the tunnel system. So you can't follow the tunnels to the caves anymore, but the old entryway is still there to be seen, and apparently there's a lot of activity around that. Interesting. You never know. It could be some sort of a portal. Maybe it is a portal. That's an interesting point. I, You know, I really don't know. There's just so much activity here to look for. Um, some of which they think is maybe a little negative in that I'm assuming the gates of hell area sounds pretty negative to me, (laughs) right? Others are, you know, more kind of curious and I think lonely and looking for some additional attention. So, Lindsay, we absolutely must go here the next time we are on a road trip going through St. Louis. Like, this is just not even a question. Last time I went down to Atlanta via car, we stopped in St. Louis overnight. We should have stayed at the Lent Mansion or at least gone to dinner there because it is still a restaurant today. And, I mean, if you go to the bathroom, you never know what could happen you know in that situation you might see something because you are in the actual mansion right it just takes one second and boom something could happen just exactly go to these places if you're nearby you don't have to stay the whole night yes and actually i really think this place is really reasonably priced all in all so the restaurant is reasonably priced they have kind of your 
typical restaurant food. A lot of it, I would say, is almost like home cooking style somewhat. So they have some really basic stuff that goes up to like steaks and some seafood too, but nothing that's like astronomically expensive here. Seems really reasonable. And on Sundays, they have what they call a family style chicken dinner that is all you can eat that comes with like mashed potatoes and all kinds of other stuff. With the different events that happen here, they embrace their ghosts a lot. That's what they are known for. They are known for the ghosts. I mean, I imagine there's probably some people that stay here just because it's like a quaint old Mm -hmm. mansion and it's got a lot of cool history around it. But I have a feeling a lot of people that stay here are here for the ghosts. So they offer a number of different things, okay? They have ghost tours, which I will talk about in a little bit, but they also have murder mystery dinners. And these are typically held on Fridays and Saturdays. If they have enough guests, they will have them. And those cost $55.95. Sold. I'm totally in. Same. And it's got a dinner situation. I mean, I don't know how great the food is, but it's kind of like a set menu like a lot of these things are. And I'm sure it's going to be interactive and a blast, okay? They also have what they call bus tours, which I'm kind of thinking are like for larger groups if you wanted to have like a a private kind of party here with a large group of people that has different pricing for like if you want to have a dinner menu and then they offer different things that you could do like a private ghost tour, dinner mystery theater with your group or like a trivia party type thing. So this is also a place where people have weddings and different types of parties and, and stuff like that that you could rent out. So it's cool from that perspective as well. But let's get into the ghost tour situation. So they have a couple different options. There is one called the Original Haunted Tour. This one is typically held on Mondays. You are going to want to go to the website and see, you know, which days are available. And as it gets closer to Halloween, those days do expand, usually beyond Mondays. And it's only $25 a person. And I don't know exactly how long this tour is. However, it is led by somebody named Betsy. And it says in the thing that... At the end of the tour, you will have a dark room experience where Betsy is going to try to get psychic communication with a spirit. (laughs) That sounds right up our alley, Lisa. I am all for this. I'm in. If I can go to a dinner, mystery dinner theater party one night and then go do some psychic communication in a dark room, you know, at the Lent Mansion, (laughs) count me in. Right. The next thing they have is what's called the Lemp Experience. And this is an actual like ghost hunt that you're doing, not just a tour, but they do provide some equipment. So they actually will give you infrared cameras that you can use to document your entire search of the house. You get access to the whole thing. And so they'll give you kind of tutorial on that. And then once they send you on your way, they give you about an hour and a half to do a ghost hunt. And then you get to keep that footage and they show you how to do it. But Lindsay, guess what? During this hour and a half, this is very unusual for a haunted location. There is a cash bar available. What? Yes. Oh my goodness. 
So you can have a cocktail while you're hunting goats. We have got to go because this is what we're like. I I mean, there's nothing better than enjoying a cocktail, ghost hunting, having a good time, enjoying it. Yeah, make it fun. Absolutely. And you get a discounted rate on your room. So if you happen to book the Lemp Experience Ghost Hunt, you also, if you decide to stay overnight beyond just that tour, then you get a a little bit of a discount on the room as well. So I think that's totally worth it. And the the whole thing for that Lemp experience alone is only $35 a person. Oh my gosh, that's so worth it. Awesome. For one of America's most haunted places, I was really surprised that that was the rate. I think it's great. Absolutely. I mean, we we cover a lot of different places on this show and that's, that's a really good rate. It really is. And the rooms themselves are not astronomical either. They're, I think, reasonably priced. There's only four rooms that they actually rent out each night um, of the week. So you'll want to go to their website, and it's really clear what the prices are on there based on the room. They all seem to have king-size beds, nice bathrooms. Some of them are suites, so you can fit up to four people in them. And maybe there's even multiple rooms where you can kind of like close a door for some privacy-like situation. So depending on what you're looking for, there are some different options there. And they range in price. And during the week, most of the rooms are only $160 a night. So if you're looking at like a Monday through a Thursday, which those ghost tours are on Mondays, so you'll get that lower rate. Or if you're looking at a weekend day, then it's going to go up into like the low 200s. Some of the rooms, because they're larger suites, there's one that can get up as high as $420 a day during the weekend. But again, that's the largest of their rooms. And how updated are these rooms? Like if you're looking at a hotel comparison, like what would you compare it to? It is not like clean white linens and you know stuff like that it is a little bit dated but i mean it looks nice at the same time so you're paying for i mean number one you're in st louis so you're in a big city you're also paying for the ghost experience and i mean you've got a nice comfortable room to stay in but it's to me 200 dollars is more of a high-end hotel yeah i mean it's you are staying in a historic mansion so, yeah. I mean, it is it is nice. I'm not saying that it's not nice at all. It is nice. It's just not like an uber modern place is, sure. I guess, how I want to differentiate it, right? You'll be comfortable there. You're, you're not going to feel uncomfortable falling. I mean, you might feel uncomfortable worried about the ghosts, but in general, you're going to be comfortable. You know, you'll be able to sleep soundly. Yes. And I think all the rooms have king-size beds, usually like a sitting area. I mean, oh, they're... Nice. They're all very specific. They're not like your square box, you know, Holiday Inn Express rooms. These are unique rooms, but they're they're nice. I I mean, I really think that price for something like this is is not all that bad, especially during the week. Fair enough. All right. Well, I tell you what, Debbie, have a fantastic time. Please let us know how your time at the Lemp Mansion goes. Lisa, you and I will have to go. Whenever I drive up to Omaha next, we'll have to merge in St. Louis and make this happen. So keep an eye out for updates on that. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, make sure to rate us five stars. If you're listening to us on Apple, it helps us engage more listeners. Spread the word about your haunted holiday. Um, And thank you for listening. Have a great week. Stay safe and healthy, everybody. Mm -hmm.